Well, good morning and welcome to the King's Arms online meetings. Or if you're watching in the afternoon, I guess good afternoon. Maybe you're watching in the evening, good evening. Whenever you're watching, it's great to have you with us. Uh, my name's Steve Wilson. I'm one of your hosts today alongside the amazing Ali Green. Hey, good morning. Um, we've actually just been talking about birthdays and how many birthdays and anniversaries and significant celebrations kind of have gone by in lockdown and through the restrictions and just... Like, how sad it is that you miss out on kind of the big celebration and seeing everybody you want to and stuff. So we're just trying to kind of think about creative ways. And um, you actually had a significant birthday recently, did. Steve, you? probably didn't won't you? believe me, but I've just reached my 40s. So now Steve is so sage and old and wise. I'm still in my 30s, so I need advice from She's you, Steve. She's in her 30s for like three months, so I don't give her too much. Anyway, sympathy. while you're so much older than me, um, maybe you could give us some <laughs> advice or give me advice for how to milk it on my 40s. Sure, well, here's what I've been thinking about, okay? The first thing is feel permission to drag it out. I think in this season, my wife was incredibly kind to me in that we did 40 days of encouragements. And as someone who really appreciates words of affirmation, she had friends kind of write me cards over the course of 40 days, which was a really lovely thing to have done. And we're having to think about how we can be creative as well and so yeah. for my daughter's birthday we're trying to organize a pamper party where we can make something oh. really special for her despite some of the restrictions that we are under but mm -hmm. do you know I just want to say the most important thing guys and this is the true right the way through scripture is we just take time to pause and reflect on the faithfulness of God and so for me to recognize for the last 15 years now I've known who he is has been an amazing privilege that's awesome um, I guess the other thing that we're trying to be creative with at the moment is how we connect with God. And um, I think for a lot of us during lockdown, there's been that need to find new ways to connect with God. I know for me, the big corporate worship, everybody together singing is kind of, has always been my easiest way to connect with God. Right. And I've had to find new ways really, or I guess do more of other ways. Um, but I think just as we've been talking about it, it's the thing that worship isn't just singing a specific song in a certain way. Actually, worship is that thing of us connecting our spirit with the awesomeness of God and who he is. And worship is our response to who he is and just lifting him high, his glory. And any kind of response that comes out of that is worship. So it might be singing or dancing, or it might be stopping to love the poor, or it might be, you know, declaring truth. But actually, it's that kind of heart response yeah. of activity that comes out of just catching a glimpse of how amazing God is. So we just want to encourage us to get a bit creative with it, really. So that's what we're going to do right now as Tim leads us. We want to come back, just as Matt Redman said, to the heart of worship, mm. recognising it's, it's all about Jesus. And so, listen, wherever you're at right now, can I encourage you to push the cereal to one side or you know, put down your phone, maybe stick it on silent and move the newspaper out of the way. Let's come together and let's fix our eyes on yeah. him. And we're going to do something that's a little bit different throughout worship just now, but let's engage our hearts and recognise that it's our heart response to him that gives him all the honour that he deserves.
that sets me free, Jesus Christ, who lives in me. You are stronger, you are stronger, sin is broken, you have saved me. It is written, Christ is risen, Jesus, you are Lord of all. Oh. No beginning and no end. You're my hope and my defense. You came to seek and save the Be lifted higher, be lifted higher, be lifted higher. 
Okay, we're going to do something a little bit different now. Um, we're going to engage in some spoken liturgy, which is kind of just the declaration of God's word, but all together. I grew up in a church that used to do this quite a lot. And for me, as a, as a child, this felt a little bit dry. And it always felt like uh, I didn't quite get it. I didn't understand why the words were important. And so I ran away from it. And over lockdown, God has been recapturing my heart for the beauty of the word of God, the way in which it transforms us. And I've been with some friends from from our church and people from all over the world. I've been engaging in three times a day, daily prayer, praying through liturgy, like the one we're about to, to say together. And it's changed my prayer life. It's given me structure in a time in which structure has been hard to find. And it's completely transformed the way I relate to God and the depth in which I can understand his character and his interactions towards me. So I just encourage you in this time just to slow down, to pause, to allow God to speak to you. Maybe just chew on every single word we speak. It's like it's a lozenge in your mouth, just, you know, running over it, thinking, what does that mean to me? And allow God to, to speak to you as we meditate on these words. There'll be some parts that we all read together and then other parts that say call and response. And I'll read the call out and then we respond together. So let's pray. One thing I have asked of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Who is it that you seek? We seek the Lord our God. Do you seek him with all of your heart? Amen. Lord, let it be. Do you seek him with all of your soul? Amen. Lord, let it be. Do you seek him with all of your mind? Amen. Lord, let it be. Do you seek him with all of your strength? Amen. Christ, let it be. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. And now we pray a prayer based on 1 Corinthians 13. Your love for us, Lord, is patient. Your love for us, Lord, is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. Your love, O oh Lord, is not proud. Your love does not dishonor, it seeks no selfish gain. Your love is slow to anger and keeps no record of our wrongs. Your love delights in no evil deed, 
but rejoices with the truth. Your love always protects us. It always believes in us. Your love hopes for the best and never gives up. Your love for us, Lord, never fails. Amen.
Just take a moment together. It's that famous song that's been going through my mind. It says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full into his wonderful face and the things of earth 
will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And it's my heart for every single one of us right now who would know that to be true. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to pray, God, that we would encounter you and your spirit even right now. That we would turn our eyes, that we would fix our eyes and our attention on you. And Lord, no matter what troubles people are going through right now, Mm. no matter what their circumstances, their trials or situation, that the things of earth would grow strangely dim in the light of your kindness, your glory and your grace. Amen. Yeah, I think just during worship, but also generally at the moment, God's really speaking to me about simplicity and about, I think it's hard to keep on top of everything and changes and differences and how things are, but actually God just keeps calling me back to simplicity and just love him, love the people around me. And that just keeps coming back over and over. Just love God, love the people around me. So I guess I just wanted to share that if you're feeling like you're not quite sure how to approach stuff or what all the right choices are and everything, just keep it simple. Keep it simple with God. It's such good advice, isn't it? You know, someone described it to me as the Corona coaster because, you know, not only are we having these kind of ups and downs every few days like we might do normally, but sometimes even in the midst of a day, I can feel like I've got several ups and downs. But that's simple advice about, you know, stripping everything back and making Mm. sure we put him first and put loving people first. I think he's so important right now. Well, listen, we want to thank you so much for joining us. If you came in partway through worship, my name's Steve. This is my friend, Ali. And uh, I particularly want to extend a huge thank you to those of you who are uh, supporting us financially right now. Uh, We believe it's a biblical thing for us to give our tithes and our offerings to support the local church. And so many of us do that by uh, standing order and direct debit. But if you want to stand with us right now, thank you so much for your generosity. And you've got the opportunity by either pressing the button on your screen or going to kingsarms.org slash donate. You know, I joined King's Arms Church 17 years ago. Um, I've already admitted what birthday I've got coming up, so that's not a big surprise. Um, And the thing that first brought me to King's Arms was the King's Arms Project and our work with the homeless and disadvantaged. um, And that's where I first kind of started coming through the work there. And um, we've we've got a video now, which is just a real treat for us. Um, One of the amazing team members, Marcellus, has put together um, this video. He's come up with this idea of a fundraising hike, um, inspired both by his own experience and just the life change that happens around the project. So we're just going to watch that together now. I became involved with King's Island Project, I was in November 2018. Because I was homeless, I'd been homeless, I think about five, six months before that. So I applied for King's Island Project, I applied for Move On Housing, which I was accepted, that was in November 2018. Then I had an interview for a job with Clear Blue. I was thinking, wow, <laughs> Clear Blue, me, never. But, um, I got supported by Philippa. I had clothes given to me by the project to wear for the interview. And I went there for the interview. I had Philippa next to me in the interview. So every time I kind of like broke down laughing, my my confidence was still a bit shattered at the time. When I was thinking, I can't do this, I just looked to my right. And she was there prompting me like, you're doing well. So getting encouragement, you're doing well, you're doing fantastic. You start believing in yourself. And I started believing it. Then while I was in um, Clear Blue, 
I think there was this camp in July 2019, encounter camp is called. And that was the most amazing experience of my life in terms of finding Jesus. You know, that's when I encountered Jesus. When I got back, all I wanted to do was just <laughs> love everyone. I know that's very impossible to do, but you just have that feeling in your belly that I just want to love everyone. Then the most horrible thing happened to me. You know, three days after I got back, I got arrested by the police for a case that happened when I was homeless. But while I was in the camp, what I was hearing at the camp was, when you give your life to Jesus, it's not going to be plain sailing. This is when the challenges start. So I think getting arrested straight away was like a sign for me that I'm doing the right thing. I've got Jesus on my side. So that strengthened my faith in a way. With the support and the help I've got from the project, I just want people to know that this project really, really works. And now I think, how do I give back? So the idea of Share the Lord came because homelessness is not just me on my own or the person on his own. So I've got a group of friends from the project, from the community, who's walking with me on this journey at Skido Mountain in the Lake District. So if you can help us just by contributing, donating money, so they can help other people come through the project like me, that would be amazing. Isn't that amazing? Well, listen, uh, Marcellus on the 17th of October will be doing that hike up Skidor in the Lake District, and uh, he's going to be raising money for the King's Arms Project to, in order to support them in the way that they offer uh, hope, the way they offer opportunity and community to those people who need it most in our community. So if you want to stand with him, there's going to be a web address uh, on the screen right now uh, to help that you can donate and you can support what Marcellus is doing in this Share the Load campaign. It's great. I keep hearing this phrase at the moment, the new normal. I don't know if people are kind of saying that. I'm getting so confused because everything's changing so fast that it's like, oh, it's the new, no, this is the new, new normal. No, this is a new normal with a few changes from the last normal, which is actually the next normal. Like, I can't, literally can't keep up. But I think whatever kind of stage we're at, whatever restrictions, the thing that isn't changing is that our nation needs our prayers. Yeah. And um, I think uh, recently Ace said... Um, Steve was interviewing Ace from Gladiators and he said um, that we were born to be a blessing and that has just really struck with me and I think you know whether you are at rock bottom right now or actually doing great and really thriving in this season the truth is we are all born to be a blessing yeah. and we can do that our prayers are powerful and effective and you know you might not have it in you to go out and save the world right now but we can all pray yes. and all of our prayers are powerful and effective because of Jesus so we're going to pause together right now and pray for our nation um, whether you are on your own or in a group whether you kind of stand up and declare it or write it on the chat it doesn't matter all those prayers are coming together to change this nation so um, just a few suggestions we're only going to have a couple of minutes so pick what you most want to pray for um, maybe it's the medical and scientific community maybe it is those in business and education which is so challenging right now um, it might be people who are sick or recently bereaved um, or for believers people like us to just be a light in yeah. in what's going on and to really be impacting the world around us right now so let's just pick one or two and pray together
Yeah, Father God, I thank you that each of us is born to be a blessing and that our prayers are changing things. Even as we pray them right now, things are changing. So God, we ask you to bless our nation in this time. God, and I pray that each of us can be a blessing to those around us, Mm. that we will be light in the darkness, that we will be bringing peace in the storm. And Father, just that um, your kingdom would shine out through us wherever we go, even if it is just in a word or a a conversation, God, that you would be using us to bless the people around us at this time. Thank you so much, Father God. Amen. Amen. Great prayer. All right, listen, without further ado, we're going to be uh, listening now to Simon Holly as he brings a word to us. Uh, he really feels like God's been speaking to him about this last week. Well, hey, King's Arms, it is great to be speaking to you today. And, um, you know, the, the situation uh, is interesting, isn't it? Many of you will know a few uh, months ago, just before the summer, we took a survey of the church and uh, just to see how everyone was doing with the stuff that's going on. And it was interesting that the results, there was lots of interesting uh, things that came out of that. One question that really kind of grabbed my attention was the question about anxiety and the response of over 65% of, the, of our family who said they are experiencing medium or high levels of anxiety in this season. I guess it's not a surprise, you know, the news that's hitting us day after day, obviously mixed with a whole load of fear-mongering, is, is troublesome, it's difficult, isn't it? We're experiencing it and reading it on a daily basis. And, and an, another recent survey actually taken in the States in, uh, during the pandemic was asking the question about loneliness. And it was just so sad for me to read it that uh, over half of adults are, are saying that they experience loneliness on a, a weekly basis. When you looked at the group, specifically 18 to 22 year olds, normally the most hopeful group, normally the, most group, the group most excited about the future and the opportunities, actually what it says of them is that two thirds, 66% are experiencing loneliness and isolation in this season. And then you look at the whole area of addictions, you know, outside of smoking, which actually has decreased, uh, people are getting, uh, uh, stopping smoking at an increased level during lockdown, I guess, because of fear of uh, a respiratory disease, all other addiction stats are just going through the roof. In fact, when they talk about problem drinking, it's actually doubled during uh, the period of, of lockdown. I mean, it's just desperate. That's the backdrop to what we are experiencing and living in at the moment. And it was in that backdrop, I actually picked up a book by a friend of mine. It's a book uh, uh, by a guy called Pat Reagan. And Pat was someone I haven't actually uh, connected with for years, but he was quite influential in Caroline and I's journey. He prayed for us as a couple and uh, over a number of times and uh, really, really helped us. And so he sent me a copy of his biography, which he just wrote. And um, I'm just in the middle of reading it now. But the, in- the interesting bit was at the beginning where he tells the story of the abuse that he encountered at the hands of his father. The physical abuse that he used to encounter at the hands of his father was just horrific. I had no idea, to be honest, what he'd gone through. And it only stopped when he was 16. And actually, after a particularly savage beating, he stood up and punched his father in the nose, broke his father's nose. And he said his father never hit him again from that point. But I mean, it's just horrible, horrendous reading. But... What's fascinating is what he says then, because I've read on a little bit, and now he's, he's married, he's given his life to Christ in his story, and he puts this line in there, which really jumped out to me. God told me that he had anointed me with a spirit of joy, which would explain how I'd managed to recover so fast with all the shock and trauma in my life. And as I read that line, it was like, boom, it just kind of leapt off the page. 
as I suddenly saw something and was reminded of something. God told me that he'd anointed me with a spirit of joy, which would explain how I'd managed to recover so fast with all the shock and trauma in my life. I, I suddenly had this kind of mini flashback to the journey of us as a community, how again and again through our history, we've seen the spirit of joy come on people and just deliver them from trauma and, and, and issues in their hearts in an instantaneous way. Many times people have to walk through the journey of recovering from trauma, but sometimes God just breaks in. His joy just overwhelms people in a moment and we, we've seen it again and again. I remember I've probably told you the story before of a lady who came to me at conference and, and, and she said, do you remember praying for me? And I said, I said, no. She said, well, you prayed for me. I fell on the floor and I was kicking my legs in the air like a baby. I was laughing so hard as the spirit of joy came on me. And I said to the father, I said, God, this is crazy. I'm, I'm 60 years old and I'm kicking my legs in the air like a baby. And he said to me, yes, and when you were born, no one wanted a girl. They wanted you to be a boy. No one rejoiced when you were born. You've lived with that all your life, but I rejoiced and I delighted and I laughed and I'm just catching you up with my joy. And in that moment, she had a massive healing from the trauma that she'd experienced all her life. And another lady who came from us having experienced a horrendous situation, her hair down, covering her face, sitting at the back of the room. I remember like a cloud over her and joy just came up. And by the end of the, the course that she was on, just she radiated joy, the transformation. And it's not always instant, of course. Many times we have to walk it through. Many times we, it's, a, it's a journey. But even in the journey, as the spirit of joy encourages us and comforts us as we walk these things through. And, and it's, it was like the Holy Spirit kind of came on me in that moment as I was reading Pat's book and remembering these stories. And I just felt him say to me, Simon, this is what the church needs right now. This is what we need as a people right now. I was reminded of, seven, of Proverbs 17, 22, which says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. I, I feel prophetically that the Lord wants to pour out afresh his spirit of joy on us, both to heal trauma that we've gone through in the past, but also to bring us a strength and an encouragement for whatever we will face in the future. We don't know what's going to happen, but what we do know is there is a spirit of joy available for each one of us. And so as a, as a church, we are studying at the moment the book of Nehemiah, uh, which those of you who've been with us will know. And I'm meant to be preaching on uh, chapter three, but I've asked for special dispensation to preach instead from uh, borrowing from Nehemiah, uh, uh, later in Nehemiah, where Nehemiah, Nehemiah in chapter eight, uh, he's in a, a time when uh, the people of God are weeping and, uh, and broken, they're convicting, and, and Nehemiah challenges them and he says, listen, the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah chapter 8. And I, and I just felt uh, prompted to borrow that little scripture and take us on a little journey just for a few moments through this idea of joy in the Bible. What is it, what's it like? How does it help us in the season that we're in, we're in right now? What is this theme of joy that comes up again and again in scripture? So if that's okay, we'll do that. The first point is this, joy is in the nature of God. I, I don't know what your picture of God is like, whether he's kind of grumpy and uptight, whether he's the sort of person who ruins every party he turns up at, you know, what's your picture of God like? Well, the picture of God that you see in the Bible is perhaps very different to the picture that many of us have. 1 Chronicles 16, 26, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. 
Joy exists in the very nature of God. In his house, there is joy. Matthew 3, 17, a voice from heaven said this. This is Jesus being baptized. This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. In the heart of the Trinity, in the heart of the relationship of God is this relationship of joy. It's right there. The joy of God radiates across the universe. He is our son. His joy gives us light. That's who God is in his very nature. We see joy. The second point is this. Joy was there in the beginning and joy will be there at the end. You know, when I I build stuff in my home, DIY and the like, it's rarely a joy filled experience. You know, it's it's fairly stressful. It's uh, it can be unpleasant. I mean, it came up in marriage counselling. That's how you know, it's not great. Uh, Joy is not what how you would describe my building process. And you can ask Caroline about that for further details. But this is what it says about God's creation process in Job 38 verse 6. What supports the earth's foundation and who laid its cornerstone as the morning stars sang together and the angels shouted for joy. When God created, because joy is in his very nature, it was a joy-filled experience. He's not a stressful builder. All you stressful DIY people like me need to take a leaf out of his book because he creates with joy. And joy is around him and celebrations around him. It was there in the beginning of the earth and it will be there in the end. Jude 24, now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. This life of pain and struggle and strife is like a brief interlude in an eternal picture of joy that the Bible paints. It was there at the beginning, it will be there at the end. In his presence there is fullness of joy. And the third point is this, God's joy, God's God's desire is that he would have his joy in every heart. You know, one of my favourite movies as a teenager teenager was uh, Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, the the killing robot, the killing uh, machine that just won't stop. He is coming for you. And all the movie, you're behind your pillow if you're watching it at too young an age, which probably I was. uh, You're behind a pillow saying, he's coming, Sarah Connor, he's coming for you. That's the whole stress of the movie, that the Terminator will not stop until he gets you. But there's a better picture painted in the Bible. Joy is coming for you. Joy is coming for you and he will not stop until he gets you. Psalm 68 verse 6, God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and he gives them joy. Psalm 30 verse 4, sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints. Give thanks to his holy name for his anger is for a moment. His favour is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy is coming for you no matter how dark your night right now. Joy is coming for you and he will not stop until he gets you, until he finds you. If you look to Jesus and turn your favour and turn your attention to him, his favour and his joy will catch up with you. God desires that his joy, the joy that's in his very being, the joy that's shared for all eternity in the Trinity, spreads to every heart that will receive it. And my, my fourth point is this, the church was birthed in joy. The good news that we are meant to carry as a people is birthed in joy. Luke 2 verse 10, the angel when he's declaring this message that will be carried onto the earth says this, Don't be afraid, 
I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. Matthew 28, at the resurrection, Matthew writes this, the women ran from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also they were filled with great joy and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. Luke 15 verse 10, in the same way there is joy in the presence of the angels even when even one sinner repents. Acts 15 verse 3, the church sent the delegates to Jerusalem and they stopped along the way in Phoenicia and Samaria to visit the believers. They told them much to everyone's joy that the Gentiles too were being converted. The church carries a message, a good news message of joy right in our DNA. We were birthed in joy. We see these people, these believers, right at the foundation of what the church is meant to be, living in this space of joy, rejoicing as others came to join them in the knowledge of Jesus. That's one of the, one of the reasons that we're focusing so much on salvation stories at the moment, because caught up with it, no matter what's going on, people are giving their lives to Jesus and their lives are being transformed and it should fill our hearts with joy. Does it though? Do I rejoice? when I hear the story of someone giving their life to follow Jesus, or just, has it got old to me? Is it just yada yada, whatever, what's for lunch? Or do I really understand the significance? Do I let the joy of God, the joy of the angels over one sinner who repents catch hold of my heart? It's a challenge, isn't it, for us? Part of our joy in every circumstance, as we'll come on to see is, is this, it's rooted in this, isn't it? That we recognize and appreciate and celebrate the salvation that's breaking out around us. I tell you, I, I don't know what the news is gonna be like this winter, but I'll tell you one story that's gonna to be told, many stories actually, it's the stories of the people who are gonna give their lives to follow Jesus this winter. Which news are we gonna focus on? I mean, we can't ignore the news, but there is a greater news. There is some good news of great joy that is meant to bring joy to our hearts. And if we keep all our focus over here and forget this bit and, or downplay this, we will not gain the strength that God is wanting us to gain from his activity, his movement, his life that he is bringing onto the planet through the, the new believers coming and following him, even in the darkest circumstances. And we know that for a fact, because in dark times, people typically turn to follow Christ. Their hope has been shaken and in those times they turn to follow him. That might be you watching today. You might have realized, that's why you're watching, you realize the stuff you had your hope in, it's like falling apart. You're looking for a new hope. And I want to, I want to call on you. I want to appeal to you. I want to tell you my story of, it was in a time like that I found there was one who could bring me hope and one who brought me joy. Fifth point is this, in the darkest times we are called to rejoice. In the darkest times, our joy is in not only what God has done in the past, but it's in his unfailing love in the present, and it's also in the hope he gives us for the future. In the darkest times, our joy is in what he's done in the past, in his unfailing love in the present, and it's in our hope in the future. Psalm 92, you thrill me, O Lord, you thrill me, with all you've done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. Our joy is in what he's done in the past. Psalm 
90 verse 14, satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love so that we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Our joy is in his unfailing love every morning, right now in the present. And Proverbs 10 verse 28, the hope of the righteous brings joy. The hope of the righteous brings joy. Our joy is in the past of what he's done. Our joy is in the present of his unfailing love. Our joy is in the future, the hope of his the hope of him brings us joy. Do you see it? I stood in a field this summer, just next to a field this summer with Caroline as we were out on a walk. And, you know, whichever direction you looked across this field, left, right, in the left, center, right, you saw poppies. They were just everywhere. And as I just was preparing this, I was reminded of that picture. You could just see these poppies everywhere. What about for us? If we focus as the Lord is calling us to focus, we will find joy. We will find joy either in the past and what he's done or in the present in his unfailing love or in the future in the hope that he's put in our hearts. He will bring us joy. And, you know, the church in the past is such an example, isn't it? It's such a provocation of that. 2 Corinthians 8, Paul writes of a church that he knew and he says, being tested by many troubles and they are very poor, but they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity should provoke us shouldn't it as we've seen believers and friends and churches in the past find joy in their troubles it should encourage us and provoke us that we too can find it we can find that joy and the last point and I'll finish with this is this we fight for joy but we don't work for it you might be saying Simon I, I hear you I believe you I've read all these scriptures before I've read this passage before but I haven't got it how do I get it I would say there's a, there's a fight for it in one sense. There's a fight in that I would encourage us all to take these scriptures. I'll put the notes online, available somewhere online. And, uh, uh, and I, would, I would take these scriptures, I would meditate. I would sink your roots into these scriptures because I think we're going to need them. I feel this is a prophetic message. We're going to need these scriptures. We're going to need these passages to sink our roots into them, to meditate, to think about them. We're going to need to do that. We're going to need to get them under our skin. We're going to be like, need to be like trees who drink from this truth of his joy available for each one of us. So we fight in that sense, but we don't work for it because it says that the joy that we receive is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness and faithfulness. The Holy Spirit is the one who is sent to produce this fruit. If we sink our roots into his truth and his reality, then he, like a plant, you know, like a tree, you don't say, oh, grow, grow, grow. No, no, you just let, you get that plant in the right nutrients and it will suck it up and it will produce the fruit that it's designed to produce. You are designed to produce joy in every circumstance. I am designed to produce joy in every circumstance. Sometimes there's a fight, but it shouldn't be a fight like we understand fight. It should be a fight of sinking our roots deep and sucking up his goodness and saying, Holy Spirit, come and produce this fruit in my life. Come and manifest your joy in my heart. This has got to go beyond circumstances and beyond reality. And I know many of you are, su- are struggling and suffering and under real, really uh, extremely difficult circumstances. I'm not minimizing that. But what I'm saying is that the, his- the legacy of the scriptures, the legacy of history is that there is a joy available for each one of them. In, no matter what circumstance we are going through. I, I remember my favorite story from another church and 
they were praying as a church for their leaders and one big burly builder went to the front and he put his big hands on the leader's shoulders and he said, Lord, give our leaders joy, the kind of joy that reaches their faces. <laughs> I love that. Give the leaders joy, the kind of joy that reaches their faces. That should be our prayer. You can pray that for me if you like. That, that should be the prayer for all one of us. Give us the kind of joy that reaches our faces, that overflows from us. That is a fruit that what other people can say. And uh, as people have said to me in, in situations, and I've heard of other people saying the same thing to others, how do you have this joy when with what you're going through? And we can say, well, it's not me. It's something that God has done in me. Philippians 4.4, 4, always be full of joy in the Lord, I say again, rejoice. Always be full of joy in the Lord. We don't like some of the stuff we go through, but we can be full of joy in the Lord. We can receive joy in that moment, as Paul and Silas did in a stinking prison cell, and they rejoiced and sang, and the earthquake came and broke open that place and changed the destiny of the jailer. We can know that joy. That's the promise of his word. Joy is in the nature of God. Joy was there in the beginning. Joy will be there at the end. God's desire is joy in every heart. Joy is coming for you. Joy, the church was birthed in joy. We carry this message of joy. In darkest times, we're called to rejoice in the Lord. We fight for joy, but we don't work for it. Let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit, wherever you are at home now, why don't you just take a moment, just lift your hands to the Lord and join me in prayer. I want to pray now for an impartation of his joy. And I just pray, come Holy Spirit, into every home, into every heart, into every family. Come and fill us with your joy. Come and bubble over. Come Lord and, and overwhelm us. Come and, and draw up through our roots. I pray for even those in the most difficult circumstances right now that they would know that there is a promise, there is a hope of joy, that joy is coming for them, that it would bubble up, it would wake them up in the night, it would wake them up in the morning. There will be an overwhelming joy. I pray for the healing of trauma right now in every heart that's been traumatized through COVID or anything else that they've gone through in this season. I pray for a joy that would bring healing and life and freedom from that trauma. I pray, Lord, that you would come right now, Holy Spirit. Come right now, Holy Spirit. Just wait for him. I pray for those who are far from you, who are turning towards you, that they would be overwhelmed by joy. I pray like, like, like uh, C.S. Lewis wrote, I think, surprised by joy. I pray that there would be a, a surprise for each one of us at the joy that we will find this winter. We won't look back on it as a bleak winter, but we'll look back on it as a place of joy where we found a joy in God that we never even believed possible. I just say, come Holy Spirit, overwhelm us with your joy, bubble up within. Not a fake joy, not a false joy, but a real deep joy that comes from the wells of salvation. A deep joy that, that is built on the things you've done in the past, that is built on the uh, your unfailing love today that is built on the hope we have in the future. Lord, I pray that those who don't know you will come to us as a community and say, where do you get your joy from? Where does it come from? And we'll be able to give a testimony. It's not a false thing. Yeah, there are times of weeping as well. There are times of grieving. But over it all, there, are this, there is this enduring joy because of who he is and what he's done in our lives. Fall on every home and every room. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. 
You know, I always think the most important thing after you've heard a message like that is how are you going to apply it? And it's my heart that all of us would know God's joy in all of its fullness as we go through our day-to-day this week. And, you know, I recognise there'll be some people who are new to watching a King's Arm service and won't know what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus. And just say, we really want to help you. And so if it is the case that you want to make today an incredibly significant day for you, there'll be a button appearing on your screen right now that says uh, that you want to give your life to Jesus. And we want to help you in the steps of what it means to put your trust in him and have your sins forgiven and have your future secure in him. Brilliant. And right now you can join us for coffee and chat. Um, That is, there's a button in the chat. Um, If you just want to hang out, connect with a few people, um, then please press that and we have some very friendly people ready to chat and hang out with you on Zoom. Fantastic. Well, we're going to do one more thing and I want to read out a blessing from the book of Numbers over you. It says, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. 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 God bless, guys. Steve is a one-take wonder <laughs> if Ali is not in the room. <laughs> I have enough words for everybody. <laughs> no, the whole first bit. The whole first bit. I mean, literally, we could have recorded it by now, guys. <laughs> I thought it was all right. Okay, was anybody listening? Because I thought it sounded a bit awkward and weird. What? What? Because he was born like two days before the Oh, in August. No, but he was... He's a year older than us. So much better. I thought the first one was better. So much better. (laughs) There's a bug. Daddy long legs. (laughs) Come here. Come here. All right. day to you <laughs> don't say that well, you know I actually might do it I might no, be like look, if you're watching the evening good evening I'm doing it totally doing it guys so it's really awkward that everyone like leaves for Abbott it's like <laughs> no, we're done now no I think that's less awkward oh, oh, Josh is gonna <laughs> eating crisps oh, all the way oh, oh, <laughs> Josh <laughs> do you know how many times Josh I've heard you crisps. say do not put that in the outtakes <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's one of these like standard things <laughs> <laughs>